Hello and welcome to Say When a Geeky Podcast, episode 43. The Mando, Grogu, and Ahsoka Tano. Oh my. Y'all, we've missed a lot. I'm Sally. And I'm Melissa. And I am Frankie. It's like almost December. <laughs> it's been, been a few months day. since we've recorded, I think. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. So, but holidays. That's right. That's right. We had Halloween. Dias des Muertes. The festival of lights. <laughs> okay. We've just had a lot of things going on. Um, yeah. How was mm-hmm. Thanksgiving? It was mm-hmm. awesome. Cool. cool, cool, cool. I had a great Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving was a lot smaller than normal, as you would imagine, I guess, in the in the age of COVID. <laughs> um, it was mostly, it was just my family, my nuclear family, which is actually quite large. And um, it was also, we went to my parents' house, but they've kind of been in our bubble this whole time. But normally we have like 25 people for Thanksgiving, so 10 was itty bitty. One turkey instead of two, you know, smaller things. But I had to level up and like cook stuff this year beyond my bourbon pecan pie. I cooked like. Yeah, you had to actually do all the, all the meal. I, I didn't do all of it. I did, I did bourbon, a little over half. You I made think. bourbon pecan pie? I, did I didn't get any bourbon pecan pie. I, I would have came by. You. I would have gotten that off your front porch. <laughs> well, you didn't say that you off wanted bourbon pecan pie. I made you a bourbon pecan pie, and I, you know, I, 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 I didn't even make it. Totally I did. made it with a bourbon praline, like a butter, like a pecan praline bourbon. So smooth. So you had this little hint of bourbon in it, and it was really, really mm-hmm. smooth in there. It, it didn't have that real that bite that. Jack or Jim puts in it. It was good. It was good. I, I'll be. I'll be honest. I was worried I was going to be the COVID king. That's this Thanksgiving. That's and so I, I was like, you know what? I love everybody, and even the people I, I really love the people I saw. But like, I was like, I'm going to play it. I'm just, you know, going to see people I'm genetically related to. <laughs> Those so. people you give them COVID. <laughs> look on his face <laughs> well yeah so yeah i made a bourbon pecan pie i made a COVID COVID. i would have gotten covid let's be honest gotten covid gotten covid i'm safe i got a mask <laughs> that's true too <laughs> but yeah bourbon pecan pie coca-cola cake i had to make the mac and cheese i had to make a baked mac and cheese Another casserole, green bean casserole. I made green corn and something else. And then my husband. How was it? How'd you prepare? How was the turkey prepared? Fried. Just dropped it in the fryer. It was a small, it was like 12 pound bird. So it was done in 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, I made rice and vegetables. But. Mm -hmm. And then. Melissa, what'd you do? Well, this year for the first year, 
Um, I did not prepare the entire meal like I usually do. I'm the cook for the family. But we ordered the turkey from a local southern food restaurant. And I baked and prepared and glazed the ham Mm -hmm. and um, made my potato salad, which is requested every for every occasion. Um, I've been sleeping on that. I need you to bring that to some of these events that you go to with my. Yeah, I don't. It's very popular. It's very simple, but what color is your potato salad? A light yellow. Um, it looks. It looks like eggs because it's got a lot of eggs, in it. <laughs> but it's a creamy potato salad. Ooh, it's a I like the yellow. Salad. It's a light yellow. Bummer. Yeah. What, what is what is your take on the onions? No onions in my potato salad. Then oh, you can oh. do business. I don't, yeah. I don't like onions in my potato salad. <laughs> no onions, but it's very delicious. Apparently, I enjoy it, but everybody in the family always wants me to make it. So, so I know the next time I'm home, I need bourbon pecan pie and I need some Melissa's potato potato salad. Salad. creamy potato salad. Well, what, what are you contributing to our feast? <laughs> He's going to bring screwball. <laughs> you bring the screwball. We'll sit out under Melissa's carport. <laughs> Socially distant. That's right. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be warm. <laughs> we just potato salad and pecan pie. <laughs> I'll bring the ice cream, which will go with the pecan pie. There you go. See there? Mm-hmm. That sounds and good. I'll definitely bring the screwball. Um, yeah. uh, I've heard there's a new bu- uh, barbecue place that's pretty good. I can pick us up some barbecue to go with it, too. There okay. you go. Okay. <laughs> sounds like a plan. That's can do that. Everybody should come except, you know, COVID. <laughs> So everybody but COVID is invited. Yeah, everybody but COVID can show up. Just we just had our immediate family that we've kind of already been around for the most part, but it was still kind of like the National Lampoon's vacation over here. It was just crazy. Okay. (laughs) It was a nut house. Was it? Yeah. Screaming kids. Yeah. Crazy parents. Good times. Good times. There you go. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Just traditional Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Traditional Thanksgiving. Yeah. Food and adult beverages to adult sail beverage. on through. Get you through, right? <laughs> yeah. Is you anybody know? nervous there's getting ready to be like a COVID explosion? Like, Oh, yeah. Of course there's going to be a COVID just, explosion. It's just, it's like we, like, what, you know, when like our numbers back in the spring, those are, those are nothing. <laughs> we're getting ready nothing. to go. That's nothing. We're adding like almost 200,000 cases a day. Are you kidding me? We wish we had yeah. the days of only adding 50,000 a day. <laughs> we're going to kill. We're going to kill another 100,000 Americans. Before before Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. What'd you get for Christmas? We all got COVID. We got COVID. All of us. And it's, I mean, yeah. you know. We're doing that Southern thing where you laugh so you don't cry. For the for the right. record, if you're listening to us, it's not that we don't take COVID seriously. We actually, um, yeah, this is this is yeah. we actually do. But this is us laughing because if we don't, we'll all be in tears. Yes, um, I cannot explain to you how heartbroken I think any of us are that over 250,000 Americans have died mm-hmm. unnecessarily, and I I cannot explain that. And so we're laughing. But we're not smiling. No, I like 
you know, driving past my grandma's house and not stopping because I know if I'd have stopped, she'd have came out regardless to see me. But I can't see her because she's so high risk. Yeah. No. And you just kind of have to wave mm-hmm. on the way past. Yeah. Love you mean it. And I'm not stopping because I do love you. Yeah. I'm not yeah. stopping because I do love you. Exactly. It's it's just, yeah. We're just Hopefully all- we will... Uh you know, start going on the down curve before too long. Just, mm-hmm. That would be lovely. It would be. Spring. Spring and vaccines and antibodies and mm-hmm. breakthroughs, hopefully. That's what I'm hoping for. Anyway, nothing serious to hear here, right? That's right. So let's talk about fun things. Um, so the Mandalorian, we are halfway oh, no, through. No, no, no. We are, no? but I have to say something. I have to say something. Of I course you do. Uh, <laughs> Facebook tiff with my darling friend, Melissa here. Oh, um, of course. There's a tiff. There was yes, a tiff. Was a you tip. missed it. I even tagged you in it. Um, for those Apparently, of you, I have been living under a rock. Yes, it must be a long the past fifteen years. Rock, so sayeth Sally. <laughs> I'm gonna start playing my um, world's smallest so violin. So, for, for most people <laughs> who you know ever turned on the CW, you've at least heard of the television show Supernatural, and it ended a fifteen-season run a couple of weeks ago. Now, I cried for two days at the end of the run. Um, and it just, I just feel like we need to like address that a little bit, but no, I mean, it it was a really emotional episode. The last couple were pretty emotional and, um, I was chit-chatting with Frankie and, uh, Melissa sort of before the episode, Frankie was like, no, I think you need to talk about it because (laughs) I'd be interested. But no, it's a it's a pretty good show, and if y'all wanted us to to do um, an episode about supernatural or some of that stuff, then me and Frankie love. would have to catch up on the last fifteen years because neither of us have watched. What else are you gonna a, do? It's on Netflix. <laughs> I'm gonna need about a year to do that. <laughs> You're gonna be under quarantine here soon because remember, <laughs> no. Right. Um, but even if you don't, I mean. I don't necessarily think you have to watch every episode, but I think you could kind of hit the high spots and pick up on some stuff. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there who have watched every episode, every single episode. And and this, this television show meant a lot to a lot of folks. And so I just didn't want to let our first, our first podcast after the end of what I think is a pop culture phenomenon, just kind of go by unremarked because, you know, Sam and Dean Winchester have been wandering into my living room um, for the better part of a decade. And Melissa was giving me a hard time that it was just about eye candy. And while I freely admit that I find Jensen Ackles and uh, Jared Padalecki just flat out hot, I'll admit that. Um, I don't watch a television show for, almost 10 years because I think however one of our Facebook friends did admit to watching the show for that very reason so that was that was not me well (laughs) I mean but 
like I said, I'm not, but here's my thing that I, I have explained ad nauseum. Two things can be true at once. Like that's true. I can, I can find those two men attractive as well as a host of other people that have been in this show, but also find other things about the show interesting. Who knew? So, um, yeah, but a lot of folks found representation in that show that I think is sometimes lacking. Um, I know that some folks in the LBGTQ plus community found representation in that show. And then I know a lot of those folks, um, I've seen a lot of folks on like Twitter saying that they weren't happy about the ending and that is absolutely fair and valid. And then um, the disabled community also was represented in that show as well. And, and again, some folks uh, were not happy with the way the show ended, but I thought that we at least needed to mention it because I think it was important. Any show that is able to stay around for 15 years matters. It matters to somebody. So anyway, but we are supposed to talk about Mandalorian and y'all may be two of the biggest fans of Mandalorian on the planet. So y'all take it away. Go. Ladies first. Well, I don't know if y'all have noticed that there's an actual um, kind of behind the scenes uh, show on Disney. Have you either of you had a chance to watch that? couple episodes not a bunch of them mm -hmm. yeah i've watched, watched one I'm i've only watched a couple yeah. but it's just really interesting to learn a little bit more about the directors and um just their backgrounds and and things and so that was interesting for me to just like pay attention to who directed each one of these and and what maybe they were thinking they're they're trying to make each one of these episodes kind of like a little mini film and um so you see that in a lot of them like the heist the traditional heist films and things like that and so that's kind of neat but um we had we had a podcast about the first episode didn't we? No, no? Or am I, no. Dreaming? I think we September 17th was our last podcast where it was getting ready to start Okay. We so I guess it was podcast. about the last season was the last yeah, time we that probably, we had a podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We just talk so much about this stuff in our little chat. Sometimes I forget <laughs> like where we talked about this, but um, so I guess we should start from the beginning. Episode one, the Marshall um, talk about like space Western. Oh yeah. If you missed it in that, you miss it. In everything. Um, like, <laughs> um, but there were a lot of big things happening in that episode um, with the armor mm -hmm. that we, uh, so in that episode, uh, he discovers this armor on the marshal who's played by, what's his name? Timothy, Timothy Ogle fan. Yeah. Super cute. Talk about eye candy. Um, but he's wearing it and clearly not. A Mandalorian. <laughs> or Boba Fett. <laughs> or Boba Fett, right. Neither oh, of those and y'all, Frankie, y'all, y'all have to know. Like before I saw this episode, like I hadn't watched it yet. Frankie got in our chat and he was livid, livid about this. Like foul language, the whole nine yards. He's wearing Boba Fett's army that and, and, um armor. And I'm like, okay, one, I haven't seen this yet. <laughs> and two, is it that big of a deal? 
Frankie was furious. Furious. Yeah, well, I mean, look at how much time has passed and we're just now getting any kind of glimpse into, you know, more of his story. And this is how it, yeah, I would be kind of furious too. But this episode has a lot of nostalgic value too. Because mm -hmm. we, not only do we get to see Boba Fett's armor, but we get to see like speeders and Jawas and uh, R five D four. Was that the one? Is that the one? Anyway, yeah, super I think that's cool right. stuff. I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, what did you think, Frankie? I mean, other than being frustrated about the armor situation. No, that, that, no, I, I did. I really did enjoy the um, the episode. It was it was very validating, right? To see it. Okay, we are going. You keep reading. Oh, they're going to do Boba Fett. They're going to do Boba Fett. You're going to do Boba Fett. And then, the, okay, here he is. Um, because you know, um, the gunslinger from last time. When you know at the very end of the gunslinger, you see somebody walk up. That clearly, to me, looks like Boba Fett walks up, and you're like, okay, what's going on? And then kind of see it. And then, you know, since you, since then I've read, you know, that Puppet's going to get his own series now. I'm like, all right, good. And you know, he's going to reappear. You know, I, well, I feel he will reappear and, you know, before the end of the, the end of the series as well. So. Yeah. Cause that was kind of frustrating after this little tease then to go into like the next couple of episodes and there's nothing. Yeah. The next. What episode, are y'all doing? <laughs> the, the very next episode was. Uh, Weird. But yeah, yeah, we'll get to the next episode in a second. But yeah, um, you're right. I got a little frustrated because I'm like, you know, in, in my mind, I've in my mind, I've already played out a thousand times how Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc. So it'll be interesting to see how that actually turns out. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I did enjoy the, the 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 opening one. We'll get into the second episode in a second. <laughs> Yeah, so the Tuscan Raiders, we got to see them see again, them. which apparently are kind of like the equivalent of Native Americans in a Western. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all those Western type comparisons are really just cool, but they they make them more. Human. They did them more justice. Yeah, yeah. They're not in this episode than they had in past episodes. Though. Right. They're not just savages. And so I appreciated that aspect. Um it's just a lot of cool stuff. The sand dragon or crate is it crate dragon? Is that what mm. they're called? Crate dragon. We've it's seen crate. those before, right? In other Star Wars. Well, we've seen like uh something alluding to them. I think skeletons. So just a lot, a lot of throwbacks in this episode. So apparently, that the egg they recovered from is very like force valuable too. Did you guys dig into that? Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, that's why they wanted the egg. You know, we get to keep the body and the egg. Okay, cool. Which is essentially like a pearl or something, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great, and I was just so. I think I was just so hyped up and ready to see the first episode too. So mm -hmm. just so excited. And now I have something to look forward to every Friday. Yes. <laughs> For at least a few more months. So, or yeah. Mm, one. One month. <laughs> one. one more month. <laughs> Couple weeks. Oh, 
Yeah. It will get you to Christmas. And then yeah. And not even quite. Right. So that was a really cool episode. And then we go into episode number two, The Passenger, which was kind of like a throwaway episode. I mean, it was just like a filler episode. What were they doing with that? This Sally had opinions. I know you had opinions about that episode. Well, I had opinions about the first one too. But um, no, well, the, the second one, I did not like really at all. Um, and I think if there had been what felt like a true narrative purpose to that episode, then I'd have been better with it. Um, but just to have baby Yoda eating this fish woman's spawn Um. for, you know, just, I'm like, and if she doesn't give her husband, this is going to be the end of her family line. I mean, I understand that it's not saying that it's um, a species that is going to disappear, but at the same time, I'm like, um, why? I mean, if you didn't want us to care, then it, they should just be eggs, right? They should just mm-hmm. be eggs. And I don't care about chicken eggs, right? But when you spend five minutes of the episode, discussing how important these things are to her as spawn as her potential children and they're like the last hope for her family and and baby it is just sitting there nom 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 nom. i was just like yeah she was eating a sentient species young right that was kind of disturbing (laughs) and i get they were trying to make it funny like because he kept doing it it was but like there was there was a lot of kickback on that. Like it was a throwaway episode. It didn't move. I didn't feel like it moved the story. I mean, maybe they'll figure out how to move the story forward. But I was like, meh. I will say this: so my kids still talk about that episode. Like, and then do you remember? Yeah, it would be interesting to children. For yeah, sure. the kids like he, but they weren't happy with. It. They didn't think it was funny. They were like, he kept eating her babies. They, like they oh. saw it as like, he ate her babies. He was. I'm just saying, but like even a seven-year-old got that. And they were not happy with it. So it actually gives me hope for the future. Because when so I, I don't remember that, who was written by who that was episode was written by. Do y'all know? I know it was directed by um Peyton Reed, who's actually from Raleigh, North Carolina. So he was the director of Ant Man. Mm. But I don't remember who wrote that episode. Anyway, North Carolina guy directed it. Um, aside from the dumpster fire of that movie last year, this is my least favorite Star Wars episode of anything ever. Yeah, it was just weird. Like the whole. <sighs> This is where the whole uh, science thing started to bug me again with with uh, Star Wars because he has this huge gaping hole in the Razor Crest. <laughs> and he's still flying it in space. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it would still... Well, he addressed that, right? He said he could pressurize the cabin. Yeah. I don't know. It was just weird. It was weird. It was The whole thing was weird. And then... Uh, 
Yeah. Giant spiders. I don't know. Anyway. That reminded me that reminded me of Harry Potter. I was like, why are you ripping off Harry Potter? Yeah. It's like, like they're pulling bits and pieces from other movies to to pull this episode together or something. Why are you ripping off Harry Potter? Come on. You get to do anything that. Way too many people have seen Harry Potter for you to rip that off. It's just not, it's not a good look. Sorry. Not not a fan of this episode. Not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Not really. What did you guys think about the third episode? Uh Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> Okay, this episode was important and it made things make more sense. Like, yeah. because I watched Rebels, like I on Disney Plus, I sat down and like binge Rebels all four seasons. And so I was really frustrated myself that I had slept on that canon for so long. But then I was like, this is cool canon. I like it. And so things like the dark saber makes sense. And I'm looking at Moff Gideon real side eye, like, how'd you get your hands on that? Um, and, you know, I'm used to Sabine Wren taking that helmet off, putting the helmet on, no big deal, helmet on, helmet off, helmet, it doesn't matter. And all of a sudden the Mandalorian pops up and suddenly it's, this is the way I don't take my helmet off. They're the living thing, blah, 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 blah. And so because of Rebels, I really was kind of waiting quasi impatiently to, or quasi patiently, I guess is the right way to say it, um, to find out what the heck is going on, like what has changed on Mandalore or what's changed with these Mandalorians. And so it was really helpful. Oh, he's in the cult. Now that makes more sense. Um, yes. It also yes. makes me feel like, okay, maybe we're going to get rid of that helmet. Yeah, I mean, the Mandalorian, right? I think and they're preparing us for that in, in other episodes that we're going to talk about. I think they're kind of preparing us for him, mm-hmm. an unveiling. Do you guys think seen okay. him once? But does that really count? Do you guys I think that Mando walking on and off with the helmet on and off? You know, I want that. So, I, I'm, do you guys, before we started, you heard that he was upset, Pablo Pascal was upset because his face wasn't. Like he wasn't like he's getting face like he's you know he walked away from the series at some point. I didn't hear that, but yeah, I have so not really been super turned into Star Wars recently. So I'm wondering if they backward you know, if they kind of backwards put that in to like you know give I, that. I don't think they did though, Frankie, because Rebels predates this, right? And the Mandalorians right. had helmet on, helmet off, helmet on, helmet off for mm-hmm. four seasons, so they had established that those helmets were certainly part of Mandalorian culture, but not that they had to have them on at all times. So I really think that he'd always been a part of this uber strict Mm -hmm. sect and maybe they Mm -hmm. made it into a cult. Maybe they took that and made it into it, but I don't think that this was necessarily retrofitted for Pedro Pascal, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but this, even if I am wrong, it makes sense. And that's what matters, right? That that storyline now makes sense because that was a real big question mark for me. Like, okay, so he can take the helmet off to eat and now we've seen him lift it up and take a sip of soup or whatever since then. Um, But I had only heard about Pedro Pascal being like, just excited to play Mandalorian. Like he thought he was going to play, you know, 
bartender three or something on Tatooine. And then he was really mm-hmm. excited that, that he was going to be the Mandalorian. He's like, wait, what? I'm going to be the Mandalorian? That's crazy. You know, that was what I had heard. But I, I don't know. And certainly the star of the show walking away from probably a runaway hit when Disney hadn't had a whole lot of runaway hits recently. No. matter. But I do. I think they're opening it up for him to realize, like, to run back into the city, Katie Sackhoff character, and and uh, maybe open his eyes to what is the actual way, as opposed to you know the watch way. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if I hadn't watched Rebels, and this brings me to another point, but if I hadn't watched Rebels, I would not have questioned last season I wouldn't have been, I would have been like hey what if it's just the Mandalorians well no it's not the Mandalorians and I know it's not the Mandalorians so that brings in a lot of questions for people who watch Star Wars and Frankie as you noted fan service mm-hmm. fan service is important that episode was directed by um, Ron Howard's daughter Bryce Dallas Howard Yes. And it was um, way better. And I thought to myself, I could never mind. I'm you could say it. it. I'm not gonna say it. Say it. It. <laughs> it was a sexist remark that oh. I am going to follow the better angels of my nature and not say it. Okay. Well, you know, she's probably the least knowledgeable about Star Wars. She of- directed one of the ones from last season too. She did, but I mean, just of the lineup of directors, she's probably the least knowledgeable. But she was, as a child, you know, like I don't sleeping know. Just in the midst of conversations, you know. Yeah, I don't know that I would make that George Lucas and, and things like that. But she, uh, yeah, it was a great episode. She did a really good job. I thought it moved, moved the story and connected a lot. Mm-hmm. It, uh, they needed that episode after episode two. I think it was more of an emotional, emotionally charged episode. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Any more thoughts on that one? More of that, please. Yeah. More of that, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, seriously, more of that, please. Yeah, episode three was great. And then uh, episode four, The Siege, hmm. which was directed by Carl Weathers. It I noticed was. that, yeah. yeah. Um, that was really good and really interesting because we, we get confirmation that they were, um, that they had harvested um, baby Yoda's which we don't know his name at this point yet, um, his right. blood to try and um, infuse clones or something. We, I guess clones with the four. What were the, like, what is the, what did y'all They're get? Trying to reanimate the emperor, keep the emperor alive. So it yeah. was for Snoke. I, I think it was, it was more emperor. about, I think it was more oh, about the emperor. It was about Palpatine. The emperor. Palpatine. Yeah, they're getting man, they're getting metachlorian blood and pumping it right. into the uh, emperor to keep him alive. But those little clones kind of look like Snoke. <laughs> well, but that, but remember, you had the the jar of 
Snoke's Snoke. that stupid beginning mm-hmm. of monstrosity. They have that stupid bits and pieces of Snoke jar. Snoke mm-hmm. in a jar. That's right. You can buy one at Target. <laughs> jar of Snoke. Anything <laughs> jar snake like bar soap? But here's snow. the thing. Here's the thing. You have to wait for a year, watch a television show, and figure out what the heck they were doing because the rise of Skywalker couldn't be bothered to tell you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, and they did a better job of it. And this is the episode that we get to see um, Mando t- like raise his helmet to take a drink, like you had mentioned earlier. And so I think with you know him taking it off to eat in season one, and now we're seeing him raise it, like we're getting closer and closer to a potential unveiling. I mean, we saw it though. I mean, one time with IG Eleven, and what was it, the season finale of of season one? We mm-hmm. so he had he took his his helmet off because the droid was not a living thing, right? And so um, he took the helmet off to save his life and did not show his face to another living being. And of course, then IGA blows up as well. Spoiler alert if you, sorry about mm-hmm. that. But anyway, um, you know, it was, we, we have seen his face once, right? So we finally see Jindar, Jindarin, is that his name? Mm-hmm. So we've seen his face. Uh, just the one time, but yeah, we saw the back of his head when he was eating in the village and in, in the episode four sanctuary, which I really, that was probably my favorite episode of season one, but now with season two, you know, yeah, he's lifted the mask, but I mean, that makes it now we know how he's, you know, consuming food with baby Yoda on board ship with them. And mm-hmm. uh, magically, I guess, baby Yoda is no longer as hungry as he was and isn't eating you know everything he's stocked up maybe it was the macaroons that you can buy at william sonoma for fifty dollars yeah maybe it was those i'll look forward to those in my stock <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> but yeah i mean you know the that was actually funny when he stole the kids cookies that was funny the kids should have given him a cookie how could you turn baby yoda down He's so cute. Grogu. Give the new kid a cookie. That's all I'm saying. Give the new mm-hmm. kid a cookie. So, yeah. That was interesting. And we also get at the end of this episode, it was the end of this episode, right, where they plant the tracker on the Razor Crest? Yes. That old Imperial trick to plant mm-hmm. the tracker. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised that that happened since this is full of callbacks to everything Imperial. So yeah. What did you think, Melissa? Of the siege? Yeah. I thought it was, uh, you know, oh, there's a tracker. wonder what's going on with that on the Razor Quest. Did you just say that? Okay, sorry. (laughs) She loves to ask me questions when she sees I'm not paying attention. She's a total teacher. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I was just trying to bring you back into the conversation. <laughs> like, ignore me. <laughs> Sorry. No. Well, I mean, was, <laughs> what did you think about that with your head down, not paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, sorry, I missed that. So what were you saying about it? I said it was a complete imperial move and that I didn't think we should be surprised that Moff Gideon had had a tracker placed on the Razor Crest. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's working at the behest of whatever, uh, I mean, he, he seems to be in charge of what's left of the imperial forces, at least the ones we've seen thus far. But no, there's no doubt that he's got somebody pulling his leash too, right? And maybe that's going to pop up soon. Who knows? There are all kinds of fan service and all kinds of, you know, throwbacks in, in this. We're not finding out anything really new at all in The Mandalorian. So, yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. I think probably the best um, episode so far has been episode five. Okay. Huge fan. Season. What do you think? I'm a huge fan of episode five. It got straight back to its Western roots in uh, episode five to me. Oh. It's, it's a Western. It is. It's, it's a Go Western. ahead, Sally. What's on your mind? We couldn't oh. tell that something was on your mind due to that big. Yawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. This was directed by probably, arguably, the most knowledgeable of the directors. Dave? Chappelle? Filoni. <laughs> Filoni. Filoni. Yeah. yeah. is like of huge. Of directing Ahsoka. Who else would direct Ahsoka but Dave? Right. Filoni? So, I mean, that's not, really I mean, super cool to see. Um, was it Rosario Dawson who played her? It was. Really good job. She looked amazing. Uh, I think she translated very well in that role. Um, we get a name, which is super cool. Um, what, Sally? What is that face? You can't <laughs> see your face. We need to record a live like video so people can see what I have to deal with on a regular basis with these faces. <laughs> 90% of all communication oh, I'm talking. is uh, <laughs> it's body language and you guys are missing a whole conversation. Yeah, y'all are missing a lot of conversation that's going on. We're going to advocate Sally never, ever, ever, ever play poker. <laughs> oh. Actually, I'm pretty good at poker. but And she lets you know. I'm just saying, I'm actually pretty good at poker. She's playing. <laughs> How do you keep your eyebrows still? I just want to know. You get Botox before you play. Just like stab it right in there. I'm poker I, don't, night. I, don't, I don't make no. a habit of stabbing poison into my forehead. Though. It's poker night. Mm -mm. No, I don't do that. She just, she will yeah. harass the hell out of you. I'm just saying, I want to know, <laughs> what, what, what were you just thinking right now, Sally, with the, in regards to episode, the, episode five? Yeah, what was that look for? The, the yawns. Yeah. Your, your arms are your arms are now crossed. Mm -hmm. Your eyes are um, yes. There are a couple things that again. I mean, I've mentioned that I've I'm on Twitter, um, and a couple of actresses have sparked a great deal of controversy 
and Rosario Dawson is one of them. And so it takes, it's Gina Carano is the other one. Mm -hmm. So that took, like, especially the Gina Carano one, because I think I knew more about that controversy. Um, it took me out of that and I had to kind of deliberately try to forget some of this, like separate the actress from the part. And so that for me was a little tricky and a little bit less so with Rosario Dar Dawson. But for me, the answers that we got for the child for the asset um, opened up a whole other world of questions, um, which I guess is, is a good thing. And perhaps those questions will be answered, but, but it, it, it posed even more questions than it answered for me. And it also, for me, it was tricky because here we've got, we've got Ahsoka Tano saying, well, I can't train him because he's got too many emotional attachments and he's attached to you. And I know what it happens when a Jedi gets attached yet. And we're I've getting read the some Ahsoka callbacks. Book, and... You know, I've read the Ahsoka Tano book and you know, she forms attachments in that book. She's, and in Rebels, she formed attachments. I mean, so for me, it's just kind of like, it felt a little forced, but they don't want to, you, you don't want to separate Mando and the kid at this point because they're gold, right? They're gold. I, so you, did you feel that way, Frankie? Um, I didn't think... I mean, I knew she was going to. You feel get, like it was forced? It's not that I thought it was forced. I knew she wasn't going to. I knew they were going to break them up. I, I was looking for the reason. I didn't, you know, whatever reason they were going to give. And I what? thought she was calling back to Vader. Of course she was. Yeah, she was calling she back was. to Vader. But um, it was really hypocritical, <laughs> given you know her own life. Well, it, it goes against one of the things about like it, it kind of Jedi not forming attachments. And then being the good side, so it's, it almost co contradicts itself. It never made any sense, right? It never made. Because I mean, does that mean the the dark side does form attachments, right? To um, these these lone, you know, monk like people, like well, that's people, that's where they're pulling, you know, the Jedi. Right. They're yeah, trying to be yeah, like George Lucas himself like has said that the Jedi weren't necessarily supposed to be monks. Well, but like they're pulling it from the the Buddhism philosophy is where the whole Jedi. I mean, he, he studied with um, a Buddhist monk to come up with these. Right. But I, well, I guess what I'm saying is like, um, like to, to not have you know to say that to say that because she made it seem like formative attachments was bad mm -hmm. right and she made it sound like it was bad that's what it felt it did feel like that and she's like yeah he's got too many attachments and like form attachment because you got to think about it. they take they take the jedi bait as babies right see i didn't get that vibe i didn't get that feeling that she was saying it's bad i think she was just saying this is the way it is and that he's not going to be able to train with me because he's so attached to you and he's also like suppressed those powers as a way to survive 
Um, and, but he trusts, he has formed an attachment and he trusts Mando and yeah. she doesn't want to separate them. So she knows that the best place for him for Groku, which we learn is his name in this episode is with Mando, but she also offers up, um, yeah, to take him to the Jedi temple and take let him, him to the see- seeing stone. Um, and then maybe he'll, that'll call to another Jedi that can help. So, and there's one Jedi in the universe at this point, pretty much, and that's Luke Skywalker. Never mind that she has said before, what? I have no, no Mace Windu. No, and I thought Ezra, never... Ezra is still alive, too. Where he just got off a ship that was taken to hyperspace by white by space whales. He's, you know, he's, you know, okay. Be... I'm sorry, you're right. He's she's he's... looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. So I guess at the same time, she's looking for Ezra or she knows where Ezra is. I don't know. And that was another one of those things that this episode, if you didn't watch Rebels, when Ezra finally does show up, you're going to be confused because who is this guy? And if you didn't watch Rebels or you didn't read Clone Wars or you didn't read the Thrawn books, which I have yet to be get, able to get through an entire Thrawn book, does that name mean anything to you? Mm. Melissa, does the name Grand Admiral no. Thrawn mean anything to you? No. So all you know is that she's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. You don't know that he's a blue alien that served in the Imperial Army. You don't That's know okay. that. You don't have to know all that. But... That, that was just a seat. That was just seating for for her show. You don't know. Sure. It was. I mean. No, I, I'm agreeing with that. I'm sure it was. Yeah. So Ezra's alive. Ahsoka's alive. Um, Cal E S T I S. Who is that? Cal Fistus. Cal Fistus is alive. They say. Um, C E R E Junda. C-E-R-E, Carl, Siri Jenda would be alive. But that would be it. Unless there's other ones that just weren't, you know, named, you know, they were off on other missions. But yeah, you're right. There's not a lot alive. Um, And so, you know, I'm looking at, and and she has said herself, like in her books, and I'm no Jedi. mm -hmm. Or she said it in... One of the animated series, I know Jedi. So it seems like she would have led with that too. By the way, I'm not a Jedi anymore. She walked away. Even when Anakin was like, no, come back. She walked away. And arguably that was the right thing to do, by the way. I'm not saying she was wrong to walk away. I'm just saying. So for me, I, I don't know. Again, this episode brought up a lot of questions. I'm sure it was meant to bring up a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll answer some of them in this season, or maybe they're going to wait until the Osaka time. Does it feel like? Does it feel like they have a lot left to do now after that episode? Because like we still got to get back to Bubba Fat some. Yeah, I think we do. I think we need. Yeah, a we little... definitely do. Or, or there's going to be a lot of people that are disappointed. Right. I think there has to, so that I think there has to be like, you know, episode eight, you know, the final episode is like standoff between those two. Like Boba Fett and, and Mando are just toe to toe. Is there gonna be a Boba Fett show too? Yes. There's gonna be a Boba Fett and a Sogatano show. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna leave me behind on that Boba Fett show. I'll tell you that. Have fun. <laughs> so 
So yeah, there'll be those two shows for sure. Um, I'd like to see the Obi-Wan show, but you know what I'd really like for Star Wars to do? Something new. I think they will, but they they messed it up, right? They messed it up. Yeah, they did. And so the only, this is this is the only thing that's working for them right now. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't have put out that movie when they did and how they did and what it was. Completely agree. And so right now I think they're scrambling because like even the directors they had lined up, they fired them. So I think hopefully they're developing an arc a la Marvel. Right? All right, we messed this up. We didn't have a cohesive plan. Well, you can say they did. They think they did, but their cohesive plan sucked. Well, no, they right? did. I don't think they did have a cohesive plan, and they Kathleen Kennedy spent a lot of her capital getting rid of Lord Miller with Solo, mm-hmm. and when it came to the rise of Skywalker, they weren't willing to push that, and they needed to push it, and they weren't willing to push it. She wanted to go with Ryan Johnson and he needed another year and they weren't willing to push that back. And that was their mistake. If they had stuck with Ryan Johnson, then the rise of Skywalker or whatever it would have been would have made sense. It would have made sense. It would have had, it, it would have, it would have worked. It just wouldn't have worked. But instead they went with a Luke Leia shipper from 1977 and it didn't work. Period. So all they've got right now is Grogu. Mm-hmm. That's all they got. And they're gonna and they, they'll spin that off because, like, I agree. Like, I mean, if the, what happens? Like, I was thinking about this. You know, AMC is dead, right? Regal's dead. Where are we going? Where are you gonna watch a movie? sad all right i mean we may get some of that back maybe you know if they can figure it out some hedge fund gonna go in and sweep up and buy these theaters for you know pennies on the dollar well apparently regal just suspended their operations instead of like shutting down entirely i I mean i I guess that's uh to me it feels like a splitting of hairs but it might be a key splitting of hairs that they plan to reopen but one of the things that we discussed in our chat ever so briefly was that Wonder Woman is premiering on HBO Max on Christmas Day too, as well as in the movie theater. And HBO Max is gonna make some serious bank because people are gonna watch that movie. You know, you just need a subscription to HBO Max. Guess what I'm gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, guess what I'm gonna subscribe to? <laughs> because I want to see it. I want to mm-hmm. see it. And you know what? If they charge me twenty dollars to watch that movie or fifty dollars to watch that movie, I'd probably pay it. Why? I'd pay fifty dollars going to Regal Cinema to see it once. A minimum. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. I went to IMAX and it was just my husband and me, we're still looking at what 30 bucks. I've got a pretty good size TV in my living room. I'm good. It's yeah. fine. I've got a sound bar. Turn it up. And and access to adult beverages in your living room. 
and my bathroom. Right. And a pause button. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I, I, you know what I would like to see come back out of this is driving movie theaters. More yeah, driving movie nice. theaters. Have a few of those pop up and make that, you know, kind of a thing again. But, so did you, have you guys had this? We've, we're having pop up driving theaters here. No, I haven't seen those. So, yeah, pop up theaters have started and they're, you know. We do have. We have had like local businesses yeah. kind of converting their parking lots to mm-hmm. those um, for random things. Like there's an elf showing coming up. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a great it's a great concept, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, since people aren't going to church anymore, these parking lots are big. They got big side. Still right there on the side of a church. Some of the oh, they're going to church down here, honey. They going to church. Some of the baseball fields which I think is an excellent use of a baseball field because baseball is so boring. Well, you know what? The high school. The high school here in the past, like the student councils have sometimes offered like a movie night and they set up on the football field. You know what? Like uh, you think about like all of the, um, yeah, the football stadiums that have like decent sized jumbotrons and stuff. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Well, I mean, they, I think they would put up, I think they, here they put up a screen, but I mean, you could conceivably, you know, put up a screen on the, on the football field and just, especially after football season's over. And heck, our football team's so bad. Nobody cares if the field gets wrecked. I should not have said that out loud. Um, but, you know, there it is. <laughs> so, I mean, why not? At this point, like I think we're gonna see sort of a rise of sort of a new entertainment, whatever that might look like. Good, bad, or indifferent. So, um, you know, I did not. One of the things that I didn't mention, um, and I think is actually kind of important with this particular show with Mando, I think it's helpful. Um, to kind of see that the new Republic wasn't ready for what they got. Right. The empire for all its evils was able to maintain something. Right. And the new Republic kind of like the dog chasing the car, caught the car and was like, now what do I do with the wheel? Right. And, and so the new Republic is really in a situation where they're having trouble getting things sorted out. And I think it's kind of a worthwhile addition to the canon or to the Star Wars canon to see the struggles. And one of the callbacks I haven't heard, it'd be nice for somebody to mention Princess Leia, Senator Organa, right? She's important. Why anybody talking about her at all? Like, why haven't they mentioned her? She's around. She's in the government. Are we just going to forget about her? Right? I mean, it, why had why didn't why didn't um oh gosh what's her name? <laughs> Mon Mothra. No, no, and no one's mentioned her either. But like, why hasn't somebody mentioned who is um uh, the the trooper, Juno's character, Cara Dune? Oh, Cara Dune. Why hasn't someone? Why hasn't Cara Dune? You know, somebody mentions like. The rebel officer was talking to Cara Dune. Mm-hmm. Blue. Was it the siege? 
why didn't somebody say something? Hard? Well, you know, you know, former Alderanian princess or something. It just seems like they're, they're missing some watermelons here. You're tossing up some watermelons and they're missing them. They're bringing in, they're bringing in these minor characters and feeding into that fan service, but they're just missing others. That's all. I, I just kind of, it'd yeah. be nice if, if you're going to have fan service, have fan service. So that's where I am. Yeah. I think that, I mean, it, I watch it every, every time it comes out. You know, I'm enough, I guess, of a Star Wars fan that I still do that. But I'm not the Star Wars fan I used to be. So there's that. I still want to go to Galaxy's Edge. I don't. I don't care. I've heard it's very empty. I don't care. Actually, I had some neighbors who apparently went like a month ago. And he and his daughter were lightsaber fighting at night. And he got a Mace Windu lightsaber. Well, you know, in theory, Galaxy Edge should be empty because the planet they're on is pretty remote. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, um, when you think, you think about the fact that you, you mentioned, like, fan service, he's been on Tatooine several times. There's a couple couple big stars hanging out. It should be at, after five years, right? After return, so. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you, you spent, you know, did that thing, did the crate dragon eat the Sarlacc that was supposed to have eaten Boba Fett? I mean, it, but Boba Fett would have gotten out before then, because right, because the Starlight couldn't have been dead, like because it seems like the the um the crate dragon has only been terrorizing for a few months. Really, I, mean, I thought it was longer than that. I I had the impression. But a year, this would still be five years after return. Like Boba Fett would not have lived five years in the Starlacks. No, but I'm wondering, did Boba Fett kill the Starlack, and then the crate dragon come in and eat the Starlacks, and use that Starlack to? Yeah, it's like, I smell me some Sarlacc. Some roasty Smarlacc. I'm going to give me some Sarlacc. Yeah. Um, no. And then why did he give his armor up? I mean, or why would he be? He seemed, he seemed miffed. The look on his face seemed kind of miffed. But like at the very end, I mean, we only saw a flash of him. But he seemed so, a little so, miffed. And I was like, like what do you care? You haven't had that armor for years. Like, do you think, like, he crawled, you know, kills the starlight, crawls out, exhausted, collapses, and Jawas being Jawas is like, that's ours. You know, strips him down, and he wakes up, and then, you know, moves. And didn't go. go after his armor? Well, he, he just he, finds it? I, I don't know, but he had to have known that the that the marshal had the armor. If word of the marshal had gotten off of Tatooine, then how could somebody on Tatooine not have known that someone suddenly pops up with Mando armor? I'm sure it will be answered in his series. Mm -hmm. You can tell me all about it. <laughs> you can tell me all about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mando. 
it is kind of cool that they rotate directors. It I, is. I think that's kind of cool. Although that does provide for some uneven quality. Mm -hmm. Episode two, season two, for instance. Not so much. Um, it doesn't fit. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The Harry Potter ripoff episode does not fit. Mm -mm. It does not fit. Sorry. No, I'm not. So, so Melissa, do you have any thoughts? I think we've pretty much covered it. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else to say, then we could probably call it a night because we are recording this in the evening. Um, if y'all are interested in hearing us talk about anything specific, let us know. We uh, do have a couple plans for episodes going forward, um, but our calendar is pretty open. So let oh, us calendar. know. Calendar. Okay. Is there something new this year? Have you guys heard about these advent calendars that are like beer, wine, and seltzers? <laughs> Have you seen those? No, but they sound amazing. I will so, so have I've to look at that. I've never heard these before. A friend of mine got me one. It's, it's an advent calendar. Mine happens to be seltzers, like, you know, like Trulies. But there's beer ones, and my, and my mom got me a wine one. And it's an advent calendar, but instead of being like little chocolates, they're adult advent calendars. And I think they're wonderful. And if you like tomorrow's the first day, so there's still time. I'm gonna put that there's on my a, shopping list. There's right. an advent calendar that advocates you drinking alcohol daily. Daily. <laughs> and there's like, and there's your choice. There's beer, wine, <laughs> seltzers, or chocolates, but like I saw this and I was like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> Well, you have the advent right. calendars with socks. See, right. no, this is this is the best because, like, this is 2020. You're like, look, I need a reason to drink. Yeah, I have to drink. It's part of my advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> this will not work if you are evangelical or of a denomination that thinks that drinking is a sin. But was given, it was given to me by. Because why I would not be in that enough. category? Yeah, no, no, it's yeah. I like they're selling they're selling these things. At Bilo and, and Food Lion, so you can go get you one. Ooh, really? Mm -hmm. At Bilo's and Food Lion? Yes, my mom got got mine from Bilo. We are not a paid sponsor. No, we're not a paid sponsor. <laughs> but I'm just saying, since Sally, Sally said calendar, it like hit me. I was like, these this is the greatest invention. And here's how here's how wonderful they are. I actually cracked one of them open today, a day ahead. <laughs> so you can have two drinks tomorrow. Two drinks today, but yeah, yeah. So I can have two drinks tomorrow. I'm looking this up right now. That's how yeah. it is. All right. Well, I'm sure Frankie will give us an adventures in <laughs> adventures in Advent calendar. Yeah, our next uh, episode we will hear more about that. Yeah, for sure. Be very. I'm fascinated. I am fascinated. How would we like to sign off this evening, y'all? You know, I'm just all about that truth and justice. Mm -hmm. Frankie? I am going to advocate 
that we all move to the beach. Okay. Because we're all going to the beach, people. You buying? You buying a big old compound? Sure. <laughs> I'll be there. You know, I can travel with my job. I can live anywhere. So that's right. Got a spare room, and I'm there. Because so, I always say, t t always carry a towel. But you know what? That that works at the beach too, because that's your blanket. That's mm -hmm. always carry towel to the beach. Well, when you get that house, you just let me know. Mm -hmm. One day right I will. Okay, and I'm going to sign <laughs> off in honor of Supernatural and say, always keep fighting. You're not alone. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.